this. He's the Saber Advisors audio experience. Welcome to the Saber Advisors weekly clubhouse sales meeting. Uh, we are recording, as it says in the title, and as Jay likes to say, we are recording because we are content creators and we record everything. So uh, through the course of the next hour, if you do come up to uh, to speak or comment, uh, you are by accepting the invitation, agreeing to be recorded to kick us off. Uh, in macro retail news, we got some uh, some provisionally good news this morning that retail sales had a strong month in January, up 5.3%, um, turning around three consecutive months of declines. Uh, and that's the good news. The slightly less good news is that it was predominantly driven by the stimulus checks. Uh, and so I'd like to you know get some feedback from everybody around that and maybe some you know prognostications of whether the sales hold up going into next month i'll throw out a couple of of pieces of data from within that and then we can talk about it um the uh so they were up 5.3 percent um some of the key areas furniture and electronics posted double digit growth uh over last not, month not I surprising think, totally you know i think and that my the point that comes out of that is what people are spending on is not shifting substantially although the next statistic would say it, it is changing a little bit but it still sounds like you know people are still planning to be uh, at home you know a lot of time uh going forward uh digital kyle this this is for you some love for you uh bars and restaurant receipts were up 6.9 percent from december so that's really nice to see and also notable because typically january is not the month uh you know that is stronger than than probably what's the biggest month of the season usually which is december so um that's either a commentary on how bad december was or how good january was but either way it's it's an increase uh and that's really nice to uh to see so thoughts 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 first thought is digital kyle is hanging out with mickey and minnie right now so oh he's not even here i didn't even look you should just text him just to make him happy yeah first thought uh uh, well real quickly also bring up anybody else obviously on the saber team i'm not a moderator yeah guys if you got on you know on the team if you guys want to come up and chat just yeah just let me know we'll we'll pull you up and, and bring into the convo um, just on that uh, furniture front, front you know, I think it makes obviously everyone's home, so it makes a lot of sense. But I was I was talking to my buddy um, Phil Azarek, who is a broker for Metro in Philly, and he just picked up um, Love Sack, uh, the beanbag concept, and he said that they have had the best year of their company history, and they're looking to grow substantially their brick and mortar presence um and out of malls more into the neighborhoods so i thought it was pretty interesting because it's you know traditionally was a d d to c brand you know sending them right to your house or it was a you know a mall concept which basically functioned at a showroom but they've seen such an uptick in sales that they're looking to you know get into more neighborhoody locations to service the customer which i thought was pretty interesting um but but he said that they're on a tear at this point so pretty cool I know that they've made a big push with their modular couches and stuff, but I'm shocked that that's doing as well as it is. Yeah, I actually saw an ad on TV for their modular couch the other day, which was the first time I'd seen them on on TV. Um, 
And he said that that actually that business is actually really strong because it's it's obviously modular. It has a lot of options and it's well, relatively affordable. But along those lines too, with like the modular couches, we got this thing at my house. Again, it's a DTC brand. It's mostly sold on Instagram. It's called a Nugget. It's for the for the kids, and it's like this four piece. Yeah, it's like a four piece. I want to call it a couch, but it's like two flat pieces that fold and these two like triangular pieces and you can mix them and match them and you can make them into a couch. You can make it into a fort. You can do all this cool stuff with it. We ended up getting one like pre pandemic for my kids and it was hard to get then. It was like, like a sneaker drop thing. Like we were talking about earlier, but then my wife had looked to get one for a friend because she wanted it like for the kids for their birthday. Impossible. Like eight month waiting list to get one. And it's just, they cannot, they cannot keep supply. They cannot keep them in stock. They cannot service all the demand. Every time they do a drop, their website crashes. Like they cannot keep up, which is, again, this, it's just this every, is everyone's a, home. a nugget or the nugget. It's called a nugget. I, let me look it up exactly what it's called. And, and are there different like sizes and shapes or is it? Yeah, so it's, no, it's just, it's one shape thing. It's called the nugget nuggetcomfort.com. And it's, yeah, it's like a four piece thing. It's 230 bucks. It's not very expensive. Comes in like a ton of different colors. And like, like my kids, like they make like obstacle courses out of them. They yeah. have pillow fights forts, with them. Forts. forts. And then cool. also like if, you know, Talia wants to watch TV one, and she'll like build a couch out of it or build a chair out of it. And she'll sit and watch TV. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, looks like I need to get me a nugget. And like then my my Jana's like, I want to buy another because you can build bigger. You can make them cool, you know, and <laughs> you can't get one. You cannot get one though. And it's also one of those, it comes like in a box, like fully uh like you know, like a mattress in a box. So it comes in this little box and you open it up and it all like expands over like two days. And it's great. My kids absolutely love it. And like I said, they cannot keep it in stock. Yeah, I mean it's super interesting. You look at something like a modular couch, like that's been around forever and yeah somebody sort of sat there and flipped at casper and all the other you know mattress in a box and yeah just sort of you know just kind of riffed on that and and came up with something that's as hot as you know the latest air jordans it's uh it's really interesting yeah it just talks to you know when people see things a little bit differently you know through a little bit different lens you can come up with something it doesn't have to be you know starlink uh, it can be the nugget and it can still be. Uh, yes. Yeah. And again, like I said, it's a relatively inexpensive item. It's 230 bucks. So it's not like it's very expensive. And I got to imagine they're making an absolute killing on them. Killing. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you really, yeah, if you really want to have uh, yeah big success, I think, yeah, that price point of, uh, you know, reasonably well-made, but still affordable uh, is key. Yeah, if you really want a mass audience. Yeah, and it's, it's perfect for kids because like the covers zip off so you can wash them. They're all machine washable. It's it's perfect for children and my kids love it. That's awesome. Nugget. Yep, there they are. Just, yep, she just came in she up on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, so uh, another, uh, another little nugget here on the on the news front and um, this is more just sort of a head scratcher that i came across that i thought was interesting so um 
Washington Prime missed a debt payment, uh, which, you know, not that in and of itself isn't sort of, uh, you know, novel. It's notable. Um, so they, what asset? Well, it, there's more to it. So it, it's not actually about the asset. So they're missing a $23 million interest payment on a debt facility. That was due February 15th. They invoked their 30-day grace period. What was really interesting about it is that four days earlier, they made a filing announcing that it was giving out $11.6 million in aggregate bonus payments to 17 executives for hitting certain performance incentives and, and such. So, Ouch. Yeah. Um, needless to say, stock dropped 32% uh, over the successive couple of days uh, this week. And uh, it's just very, it just seems, there's probably something behind it that isn't visible you know, publicly, but certainly seems like a, a, a curious decision to, to be making. Curious is a nice way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, you know, is we're always obviously trying to help friends that are um, out of out of work, you know, land at, at new companies. That's a big part of uh, of, you know, helping our industry. Uh, anybody hear of any positions that are available, um, either on the, you know, obviously in-house real estate side or um, at any REITs? Any anybody have any information? Um, I'll, I'll start. SolidCore yeah, is looking to hire a director of real estate. Oh, that's, that's right. So I think that's uh, a good position for somebody. I saw like two weeks ago, um, uh, Amazon Fresh was looking for um, a director of real estate, all remote um, position. That's another good one. Yeah, Red Robin's been looking for a while for a, a position. For Let, let, let's talk position. about let's talk about Red Robin. So. I've I've driven past uh, a few of of their burger concepts that are closed. So is is the full size restaurant doing better than the burger bar or whatever they called it, Russell? You probably know it better than than. I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I, um, obviously, you you said the one in Belmore's closed. The one in Comac closed. I just thought across the board they weren't doing great. I'm surprised to hear that they're hiring because everything I'm seeing in our market seems to be going down the toilet. So I, I'm not the right guy for that answer. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I mean, too. I, did they ever – I mean, it seems like the concept's pretty new. I've only – right? So it's like – was that like a, a fast fail? I, I, were they around for a long time before they came into the New York metro Region? Does anybody know? Can, is anybody at a computer? Can you pull? Up? I am. I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious because I mean, it's not surprising, obviously, that their sales would be off. Um, but at the same time, I think it's interesting that a fast casual burger concept with a recognizable name would be in and out that that quickly. Yeah, it looks like they launched it in 2017. Just a burger bar. 
Yeah, there's 570 Red Robin full service restaurants, and at the time there was 10 in 2017. Yeah. It's not. A, I, I got to learn more about it. It's not a concept I know so much about. Yeah, I mean, not 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 a tremendous deal. I was more curious than anything. Yeah, same. I, I'm curious too. Are there any active uh, tenants that you think make sense for it? I mean, their box looks to be like five, 6,000 feet, right? Yeah, I believe it's about 5,000 feet. Good. They have good real estate, too. Well, you could do what happened in Comac and backfill it with a Geico office, which is pretty interesting. Well, since I got <laughs> rear-ended on Friday and the driver has Geico, I'm happy to see that Geico's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Geico's good stuff. I told you, you got to stop looking at Starbucks while you're driving. You know what, buddy? <laughs> I was daydreaming about the Starbucks that took us 12 years start to finish. <laughs> yeah, we got paid about four, four cents an hour on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we're hijacking this. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Let's, this let's, call let's with our woes. Anybody uh, else have anything to add? Analog Kyle, look at you up here. I'm driving, by the way, so I'm not paying close attention to the the phone here. I I, I figure you guys can do that. What's what's going on in your neck of the woods, Kyle? What's going on? Uh, no, we're we're getting a lot of deals done. Um, that's terrible. Yeah, Why are you doing deep. that? I know. I'm like so depressed. Uh, no, it's great. Um, you know, I think uh, just having the luxury of you know, doing things outside of you know the New York metro area right now is is definitely a, a blessing. Um, what what markets are would you say? some of the more attractive and active markets across the country for for those of us listening yeah i mean florida is just absolutely blowing up it's almost impossible to find good space right now um yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, you literally have everyone from new york like heading down to florida uh, my my aunt actually just sold her house to a couple from manhattan in Boca, uh, and it was on the market for two days. I mean, it's completely right. bonkers. What's what's happening down there? Yeah, our friend. I uh, just wanted to uh, interject on that. Yeah, our friend Lauren Thomas at CNBC uh, had an article this morning that she put out. If you know, she should go and read it. Exactly about that. She focused on Palm Beach, but um, you know, and and taking it from the. The retailer's point of view, but uh, just how the Palm Beach is thriving, uh, you know, while, while people are, um, you know, so many people are, are moving south and, uh, you know, brings up a lot of interesting questions, but definitely check that out if, uh, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. What other markets, Kyle, are hot that you see? Uh, I mean, Texas, we're doing uh, a lot in, um, you know, even places like Indiana, uh, Minnesota, you know, the Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Um, Can you, why, do you, why do you think that is? I mean, Florida, I think makes sense, right? I just get it. New Yorkers escaping the cold, getting to the warm area. That's a little bit more open and loose and things are happening. But, but 
Minnesota's cold and dreary yeah, in the winter. Minnesota, Minneapolis in particular, you know, they're like one of the top markets for fitness and, and wellness for whatever reason. You know, they're they're one of the most fit uh, cities in the country. So it's it's pretty interesting, and you know, uh, you know, the it's fitness a, brands think, that we have yeah. are, are focused on there right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to like you know, for a lot of our national you know fitness wellness clients, it comes down to um, barrier to entry as well as you know opportunity in general, right? So there's a level, there's a lot of. Um, it's a lot easier to come in and get great real estate in some of these, you know, tertiary markets uh, and get open for business, you know, for a lot less money, paying less rent, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, you know, making a, a generalization. But, you know, we saw that with with concepts like Orange Theory and Solid Core and, you know, a lot of our other clients. It's like, why am I going to go, you know, pandemic aside, why am I going to go into Manhattan and pay, you know, double when I'm basically going to do the same amount of volume than I would, you know, in, in, uh, in North Dakota. And, and it's funny because, you know, actually that's a real life example with solid core, you know, so. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Russ, I, you know, there's an area called Edina, which is basically Manhattan and you're paying $40 a foot. Yeah, the, the demo. Are the, are the incomes the relative to the rest of the market, or are they high, like, in, in a, relative to the rest of the country? No, I mean, if you take a look at Manhasset compared to the rest of Long Island, Nassau County, that's a Dinah compared to Minneapolis. Got it. So, yeah, and then think about yeah, it. And you're I mean, only paying. It's not like you're bucks, buying. Yeah. yeah, you're buying with with boutique fitness or. You know any other like EFT model? You, the membership's not crazy. I mean, you know, like Orange Theory is what in a premium market? Well, uh, suburban market like one forty nine or whatever it is uh, for for unlimited, right? Something like that. Like that's I'm not saying it's inexpensive, but it's it's uh, it's not unachievable. It's not like luxury. Got it. Right, like versus an Equinox, right? Where you're going to pay, you know, two fifty a month. But I guess again, yeah, that, that's urban. Yeah. You know, that, that that's that's urban versus suburban. But you know, the price points. I mean, it's it's also a good point because you know restaurants change their pricing uh, across the country depending on the market, right? Like Chipotle's pricing is not the same at every location across the country. Yeah, you have uh, many, many concepts really rely on regionalized pricing just to offset those the different operational costs. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, I, I was just in uh, the Poconos this past weekend. And I ordered pizza and it was eleven bucks, and I, I had to make sure that I ordered like a full size pizza. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hey, exactly, I, Corey. I'm I'm driving. Um, you want to come up and join us so you can join the convo. As you can tell, this is pretty um, informal here. We'd love to, to, yeah, love to have you. So, jump on in. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. 
I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate. I think I said this to you last time. I appreciate you guys keeping this open like this. You know, it's important for someone like myself with a small firm and listening to things going on in other markets. But what I, what I jumped in on, I sent Jason a text, and you were talking about Minnesota. And I don't know the markets per se from a retail perspective, but it's a red state, and the red the red states are allowing businesses and people to go to work and live. And I think that's probably why you got some you know things going on there. You know, clearly it's, not as it's much definitely as a factor. Florida, yeah. You know, yeah, not as much as in Florida, but in uh, Florida, you know, like they say, you know, Florida is our sixth borough. So, so we're going to hear so much more about Florida just being here in New, in New York. But I think when you look around the country at, at more of these red states, and not to get overly political, I just think that they're providing opportunities for, for business and people, and that's why you see some of that activity. So we uh, we've invited up or she rose her hand our, our resident uh, our Minneapolis uh, resident friend Neely Taminga uh, Neely so what's up with Minneapolis Yeah I was about to say you guys you want a Minnesotan from the ground yeah. actually on the stage to answer some of your questions I'm here I'm your girl Hell, hell yeah we and we're not a red state we went straight blue uh, so um, in the city is very blue the rest of the state's red so that's probably Sorry why i that. think it's red. that's okay i just thought i'd let you know the city's quite blue and our our governor is definitely in overreach mode so yeah so what's your take on uh yeah this this fitness discussion of you know why it's you know up there on the on the wannabe wannabe their list uh you know nationally for fitness retailers yeah. You know, um, I will never forget. I'm not from here. Ironically, I am from Florida, Naples, Florida, and moved steadily up towards, you know, the north. Um, but this is one of the most fit states ever. I'll never forget, like, moving to Minnesota in 2002. And in the winter, people it's like zero degrees outside and people are, like, jogging with their dogs. Okay. I mean, it's so, like, it, people just embrace the cold. They're fit. I think we routinely show up as like some of the healthiest state, something like that. And everyone kind of works their life that way. Now, one thing that's interesting, nothing I've been able to verify, obviously, but listening to you guys talk about Edina, you know, it's not uncommon for homes that sell at about like a million, million two. And there's a lot of those in Edina. You've got straight up sport courts you know, underneath, underground. Like this, this place is geared, everything's kind of very much geared towards the cold year round living. We've got a lot of hockey here too, right? And so a lot of people have sport courts in their homes. And I would say that's why in some ways, like an Equinox, sort of like that 250 a month sort of membership may not work as well because you're, you're hitting a market that already has that fulfilled in their own home. But then there's a whole bunch of homes between, you know, three 350 and a million where people do need to go work out and that's why i think like the lifetimes do well the orange theories do well um but there will be a cap i think on that luxury mainly because people have the facilities in their own home neely that, that it's so cool that you were able to just jump up here and like talk about you know literally like the, the lay of the land 
from your perspective, which is so much more interesting than our our macro perspective. So thank you, thank you. No, I know. I know. You're the girl who knows a few things about your world and about you know our lives. Let me know. Let me know. Minnesota. That is that is a an amazing transition. God's God's cool. And I just say this: my aunt is a Naples. It was funny you were saying that, Kyle. Think you were talking about your aunt, or someone was talking about their aunt. My aunt's in Naples, and I talked to her last week, and she said, "Now this is on the Gulf side, right?" She said, "All the Easter stuff is sold out." <laughs> Literally, everybody from New York came down and cleared out. Okay, every Gen merch store Easter. So. The uh, the migration, they've taken the vaccines from her vantage point, you know, they've taken everything. Okay, so, you know, there's a little New Yorker angst going on down on the Gulf side. There, yeah, I was in Tampa maybe four, four weeks ago, and it's funny because, you know, you have a lot of people like... You know, also welcoming New Yorkers, like, come on down, raise our, you know, our home values, you know. Um, and, and that's definitely happening. Love what you guys are doing. Have a great rest of the day, okay? Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for coming up, Neely. So, um, and I actually, uh, Minnesota and Colorado to me are very, pretty similar in the, the outdoor focus. Um, for for sure a little colder up utah as well and you know it's interesting i wish i wish sean young was on clubhouse but he doesn't know it exists um but because he has an android phone ah i mean listen we it it did take him you know until last week to get a camera and he's on 90 zooms a week so you know. well, we're not going to pick on him because he's not here to defend himself, but that is a fact, actually. So. Baby, baby steps. But, um, That's right. But, you know, it's interesting because uh, for a lot of our fitness and wellness uh, clients, you know, we discovered that uh, we were able to get a much more attractive deal in, in like the state of Washington and Seattle um, and that there was a, a lot of opportunity because – more or less a void of, you know, boutique fitness there. And then, uh, and then we also realized that the consumer in Portland, Oregon is a very different, uh, consumer. So, you know, we spend a lot of our time analyzing, uh, the outdoors and how that has an impact on, on fitness, you know, HVLP high volume, uh, low price versus, uh, you know, boutique and, and, uh, everything in between to sort of speak. So it's, it's a topic I love to discuss. So veering a little bit off of that, um, a couple of other things that are notable, won't get spent too much on this, but last week Aldi indicated they're gonna open hundred stores this year in the US. And the reason I'm bringing it up um, is that uh, their focus is, you know, no surprise, Arizona, California, Florida, and the Northeast. I think the Northeast is simply just, they're, they're so, entrenched up here that they're just you know they're continuing to to build that out and they i know they, they do really well in the northeast but outside of that it's you know it's uh you know three of the four that you would expect uh minus texas so just more confirmation of what's going on which is likely then going to be driving up some of those real estate prices as the competition goes up um 
And then uh, another also sort of small but interesting uh, thing was uh, Ahold's announcement of their uh, their move into micro fulfillment. They selected Auto Store, uh, which is you know, really seems to be the one of the probably the leading choice right now. HEB also selected Auto Store, but um, what was interesting about it is their first installation is going to be a fairly large micro fulfillment center um, in Philadelphia, and uh, from a real estate perspective, um, and not surprisingly, it's it is being built. Uh, in Eastwick, which is um, near you know, the core of Philadelphia. So it's it's being built um, in an urban environment um, and and is uh, looks like it's you know it's designated to manage uh, the giant direct business uh, you know in a certain in a very kind of localized area. So for anybody that that doesn't follow this too closely, the way the one of the key micro fulfillment strategies for grocery stores is you build a micro fulfillment center in a cluster of uh, grocery stores of existing grocery stores of your brand. And when I order from my local giant, the order is actually not picked and filled from that store. Uh, it's going to be fulfilled from that micro fulfillment center. And um, if I'm Ordering online and picking up at the store, it'll be shipped from the micro fulfillment center and delivered over to that local store. But I won't know that. Uh, and if it's being delivered to home, it'll just go directly to home. So uh, they're getting their feet wet in that. They say they've got uh, more to uh, you know more to come. They're doing it. Auto Store does it in partnership with a company called Swiss Logic, um, who I think is you know, is a logistics uh, partner. So uh, interesting stuff as this accelerates. And if anybody has any thoughts or questions around that. So we represent our whole uh, New York Metro portfolio, and and mm -hmm. um, I'm curious. Uh, pull up still. I don't know if we've had any um, direct communication on on that. Do what's the word? Hello. Hello. No, we we haven't heard anything from them. Uh, on that but with regards to the fulfillment centers and and just the need for them um industrial sites on at least on long island and new york metro are going for exorbitant prices and i think that it's being fueled by these the need for these fulfillment centers anytime a piece of dirt comes on the market there's multiple offers and the numbers just get crazy numbers i've never seen before for vacant land you know, makes sense, right? Yeah. It's also not, and, not find land that that uh, is available. Yeah. So this particular facility is 124,000 square feet, which again um, is not. Uh, you know, when you think of micro fulfillment, it doesn't necessarily mean tiny. Um, yeah, it's more about the the equipment and and how it's uh, structured. Um, so yeah, I think you'll see more of that. You know, obviously one of the benefits of micro fulfillment is it's very scalable up and down. So you can also do smaller sites. And I would imagine, yeah, we'll we'll see a you know a variety of those um, and you know potentially also creative configurations to address what Stu's talking about, right? With you know building everything you know one story flat, you know is is inefficient. But at the end of the day, if, if land is 
in short supply. So maybe we'll see some vertical uh, developments. Uh, Doug, as we round the, uh, let's call it last 20 minutes here, why don't you open it up and see if anybody else has anything to add or would like to join in on the conversation? Any questions? Yeah, anybody in, you know, that's listening, if you want to come up, ask a question, make a comment, please do just raise your hand. We'll bring you up. As a reminder, um, we'll reset the room while we're doing that. This is the Sabre Advisors Weekly Clubhouse sales meeting. This meeting is being recorded because uh, we make content and we record everything that we do pretty much. Um, so yeah, feel free to come up and join the discussion. So anybody else that's up here, uh, what do you, what's on your mind? What are you seeing? What uh, What's news? I'm multitasking at the moment. Is there anyone else who can uh, jump in? Bueller. Bueller. No. Um, all right. Well, I've got another one. So as uh, as the, uh, in the story of the big get bigger, um, the evil empire uh, co-star, has made a last-minute bid for Core Logic. Seven billion. Seven yeah, billion. Crazy. Uh, they, um, yeah, the stock, the bid of uh, yeah, that's ninety-six dollars per share of CoStar stock, six point nine billion. Um, the current um, leading bid was Stone Point Capital and Insight Partners, bid of six million. So they they trumped it all by almost a a billion dollars. Um, and I don't know a ton about CoreLogic, except I believe that they power a lot of the residential MLS platforms, if I understand it correctly. And please, somebody jump, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, you know, with the various acquisitions that CoStar's making, it would appear that they are, uh, you know, on course to really um, go head to head with Zillow, which is pretty interesting. So thoughts, anybody that knows more about that, please chime in. I mean, at what, at what point is, you know, is CoStar going to be a full-fledged monopoly at this point on real estate data? I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? I mean. Well, that may, you know, so as, and I, that's, you know, I was thinking about that just now. And as they s slide over, and expand into that residential space that actually helps them avoid that right because now their competitors go from you know they dominate the commercial space clearly um but in the residential space there's zillow and you know some other pretty massive um entities that you know that have data so they're probably safer to a degree in in that space um from from getting caught up in you know, some kind of antitrust or, you know, other anti-competitive uh, issues. Well, I guess just maybe more practically, right? Maybe from not from a legal perspective, but it's, it's pretty insane to me. They're basically going to control all the real estate data. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, right? <laughs> and data is currency. You know, that's, you know, that's why Amazon is who they are. It's why Google is who they are. And that's, yeah, that's something to 
going forward, oh, try to always remember, you know, in the in the world going forward, data is the currency. Period. Full stop. Right. Well, also the platform that we're on right now, getting a billion dollar valuation. What do you think it's for? Right. It's for our data. That's right. Absolutely. For any of the clubhouse people that are listening to us talk. <laughs> and we're okay with the clubhouse. Yes. We're receiving. No, I mean, return. it's a generalization. I mean, all these companies, it's where they're making their money. It's just, it's, it's pretty, pretty intense. Well, that was the thing that came up around the Robin Hood, um, you know, uh, issues with the GameStop and whatnot was the disconnect between people who thought they were customers until they realized that they were the product. And yeah, what I mean is when any platform that you use that you get to use for free, you are not the customer. You are the product. The customer is a person buying the data that you are providing that is being sold. Correct. Do not, because do not mistake that. <laughs> there's no way they can give away free transactions without making money somewhere. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I know. I, for one, had had not thought about it quite. You know, I certainly had an awareness of it, but not thought about it in quite that stark terms. Uh, but that is that is the truth. That is that is what's happening. No question. Which again, I, as far as Robinhood, it's a very good app. I like it. It's super easy to use. But I think I don't know. Based on what I saw with that whole debacle, if you're going to trade, you should trade on an actual platform that holds some stock and holds some equity in these companies because they're actual clearinghouse rather than um, just selling. Are, are some of the other ones? Uh, in yeah, like if you like if you go to like like if you go to Fidelity. Right, they actually have stake in these companies, or actually own the shares. They actually are trading them to you, whereas Robinhood is not. They're just the middleman. Hmm. Interesting. Like if you looked at for just the I forgot the number, but if you looked at Fidelity, Fidelity held like millions of shares of of GME at the time of that whole debacle. So they were an actual stakeholder, whereas Robinhood was just facilitating the trades. So, so, and because Robinhood was doing that, then they were that then played into the capital requirements since yeah, the so settlement they, they was with somebody exactly, else, not with themselves. Right. And they didn't have enough money. If, if it did really, if, you know, if everything happened at all, you know, the Wall Street bets people were saying was going to happen, they didn't have enough money to pay out because they didn't actually have the assets. They were just right. being a facilitator. Whereas, like in Fidelity, they would just sell their shares and they would have the money to pay you. Whereas Robinhood did not. So that's why it was pretty interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, I'm not a stock guy at all, but that that whole experiment that I did, which was, you know, it was a, it was a an interesting learning experience for for sure. Yeah, a lot of people learned learned a lot of different things through that, and, and a tremendous distraction. Oh yeah, big yes. time. And I realized why I don't. It's it's literally you were like at a casino. I mean, I, it was like playing blackjack. It was too much. Not for me. Yeah, I didn't get involved, but I have done that in in the you know somewhat distant past. And uh, yeah, you you can't sort of like do it while you know you're doing whatever you do for, you know for 
you know, for your day job and pay attention to that. If you're, yeah, if you're trading it that way. Right, uh, if you're going to be an actual trader. Right, it's not like buying Apple and collecting your 5% a year. That's a different story. If you're trading just Right, if you're trying to be transactional and buy the dips and sell on the side, it's a full-time job or you'll lose money. It's not money. 100%. So did you get out now? Of your position? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I guess I'm out. I did not. I did not have time. I saw. I saw. Wish I would have showed it earlier. Earlier, I, I took a small loss. Small, small loss. Small small loss. Again, 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 it was it was a total elimination, and it was the IOD opening, and it was very, very interesting to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said that was the point. You were just yeah, playing around. Playing around. All right. All right. So, so anybody else? Otherwise, otherwise we're, we're going to move towards closing this out. If anybody from the audience has anything that they'd like to chime in on or ask a question about, raise your, raise your hand. Anybody up on the stage, if anybody else has anything uh, they'd like to share with the group, please do. I'll give it another minute or so here, and then we will wind down. I think we have going once going twice. I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning. Hope uh, that you got some value out of the uh, the discussions and get your day off uh, with some, some actionable information. Uh, this has been the Sabre Advisors Weekly Clubhouse Sales Meeting. Uh, this was recorded, so you will find it on, uh, Jay, what is the audio library's uh, name? The Sabre Audio Experience, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Saber Audio Experience. I will commit that to memory. So go look for the Saber Audio Experience, and you can listen to all this again in its glory at your leisure. And other, thank you. For, go there for uh, for the, the same way that we love this platform called Clubhouse because it's audio. Feel free to pick a uh, another episode or something completely different at the Saber Audio Experience. For, to, to listen to during your next workout. See, we're promoting health on the, on our uh, our chat here as well. There you go. So pick out uh, pick out some other episodes, put them on your playlist, and get after it. You know you, you know you need that workout. So go get it. Let's, all right. Thanks everybody. Thank and you. We'll see y'all next week. Enjoy your day. <laughs>